Welcome to Growing in Grace, a weekly program featuring informal conversation to help with growth in understanding the gospel and to live in the freedom that comes through Jesus Christ. And now, here's the host of Growing in Grace, Mike Kapler and Joel Berizuki. Welcome to Growing in Grace. I'm Joel Berizuki, and I have Mike Kapler with me. Our program, Growing in Grace, talking about the grace and uh, of God and growing in the knowledge of it and our understanding of it and I guess the application of it in our daily lives. Well, Mike, I'm glad to be here with you again, and I uh, hope things are going well with you. Yeah, Joel, you know, the program to me, it's it's a way of um, hopefully, you know, as, as we grow in our, our understanding of the gospel, that our, we're going to have a, a change of mindset. Um, you know, we've, we've all been brought into uh, some sort of, we we all have some sort of religious background, distant or near, and a lot of the things that we've been taught are good, but probably in a lot of cases, much of what we've learned, even our even our Western civilization, religious system as a whole, has probably taught us some things that are really contrary to God's word. Even though what we were being taught all those years was was supposedly the word of God, so. I think this gives us an opportunity, hopefully, to have a change of mindset. You know, the word repent, it really just kind of means to think or to have a change of mind. And um, that's something that I'm constantly striving for, is not just looking through the eyes of what I've been told or what I've been raised in, not entirely, not that it was all bad. It's just that I want to make sure that what I'm learning and growing in when it comes to the gospel is just that, the gospel God's grace, His unconditional love, and our position in Christ because of His finished work. Well, I like what you're talking about with uh, you know a, a renewing of the mind and, and, and a changing of of mindsets. Um, you know, so much of of what you hear uh, in in the church today, and it's not necessarily a bad thing altogether. But I, I think there's quite an overemphasis, I think, on on changing behavior, on you know, God's just out to get you to change your behavior. He just wants you to change, to be more like him, and it's just a focus on all this outward stuff, just trying to change this, trying to change that, when really most of the stuff uh, that that we need to do, that we need to grow in and, and change our understanding, and it has to do with the mind. And, and it's, it's a mindset that, you know, under the old covenant, uh, I mean, in the church today, we preach a lot of the... We look at the New Covenant, and we try to preach it, the Old Covenant. We, we try to live it out the Old Covenant way. We look at principles and rules that are in the New Testament, and we think, okay, well, certain things worked in the Old Covenant, and so we're just going to take that stuff and you know throw it in, mix it in with the New Covenant, and that's what it's going to be about. But if you think about... Well, well for example, you know, the... Uh, on the day of Pentecost, or near that day, I can't remember for sure, when Peter was was preaching, uh, and and he taught this this he, he shared this little this little message with some people, and you know three thousand people were brought to the Lord, and but you think about what happened with them is that for fifteen hundred years, for hundreds and hundreds of years, these people had been under a, a completely different uh, way of living, they had been. Uh, under a way of living where they had to stick to rules and regulations, uh, they had to stick to sacrifices. They were they had to stick to the law. They had to follow the law. All, all the blessings and the curses that went along with the law. That was what they lived with daily. Their daily life was based upon the old covenant and, and maintaining their righteous standing before God by what they did. 
Peter comes along, talks about this Jesus Christ who they had crucified, they had put on the cross, this Jesus who came not to make them to be subject to rules and regulations and laws, but to give them freedom and, and to give them life that that the law could never bring. This this change that they that they uh, this conversion that these people went through wasn't a conversion of behavior because they were already behaving pretty good. At least uh, at least uh, you know I know some people like the Apostle Paul. He said his behavior was above standard. And uh, even his conversion wasn't a change of behavior. It was a change of belief. It was a change of mindset. I used to believe this. I used to trust in my own keeping of the law. Now I'm trusting in God. And that's what this whole, you know, I think what you're talking about, and at least where, where I, uh, what I infer from it is that this whole Christian life isn't so much about changing our behavior. It's more about changing our mindset and, and what we trust in. Well, that's not exactly what I meant. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, yeah, uh, you know, so when, when John the Baptist or, or Jesus, or when they walked around talking about repentance, hey, repent! Um, they weren't just talking about stop doing bad stuff and start doing good stuff. Because like you said, when he was pointing and talking about repenting, quite often it wasn't just at the average everyday Joe that was walking by, it may have been, but it was also at the religious folks, the, the Pharisees and, and some of the doctors of the law, people who in that day, at least through the eyes of the people, uh, were, were um, the closest thing next to God. You know, these, these were people, like you said, who were walking the walk when it came to the rules of the law. And and so when when John or Jesus or whoever it was would say repent, really they were just saying you need to change the way you think. Mm-hmm. What, what, the way you're going right now is not the way that you're going to get to where you hope you're going to be. And and truthfully, they weren't really living up to the standards of the law. Some of them might have thought they were, but you know, I was listening to something the other day, somebody talking about the law and the prophets. And uh, uh, when Jesus was transformed on the mountain, he had uh, Peter with him and some of the other disciples, I think. And I think it was, you know, and Jesus was transformed. Moses appeared and Elijah appeared. And, you know, Peter said, wow, Jesus, let's build an altar for each of these. You know, and and Jesus is kind of like, excuse me, but I think you're missing the whole point of this. And, And what the person that was talking about this, how he related it, was that Moses, what does Moses always represent? He represents the law. Elijah, what was he representing? He was representing the prophets. They were witnesses, the Bible says, to this Christ, to this Messiah. And what Jesus was doing was that he was making he was making this witness known to the law and the prophets. And anyway, the po- the whole point of the thing was that it wasn't about the law and the prophets. The law and the prophets showed us where we were missing it. The law always told us what to do. And what not to do. The prophets always came along and they told the people how they were doing it wrong. If you know, if you ever pay attention to what the prophets said, they would always come around at a time when when uh, the Jews weren't doing everything quite up to standard, and the prophets would come along and, and pronounce judgment if they didn't change things. You know, this is what God says. You know, you've been doing this, you've been doing that, you've been doing all this. If you don't change, this is what's going to happen. That was the law working together with the prophets 
And here we have something completely different in Jesus Christ. We have something that's so much better than something that tells us what to do and what not to do and judges us for it. We've got Jesus Christ who took it all upon himself. He took the uh, love your neighbor as yourself completely seriously, and, and he fulfilled that. He took love the Lord your God with all your soul, mind, heart, strength, might, all that. He took that completely seriously. He fulfilled it, and now in Christ... That is fulfilled in us. So it's, it's, a, it's a change not from us trying to complete that or do those things, but it's a matter of it having been fulfilled in Christ. Yeah, that would have been interesting, you know. I mean, you know when the prophet's showing up, that's usually bad news, right? I mean, hey, honey, what's the forecast today? Well, there's a 50% chance of profit. <laughs> um, and imagine having, that, having to deal with that today, you know. If you had a list of rules like what the Jews had under the law, and you knew you probably weren't doing it right anyway, at least deep down. And then somebody comes around and tells you how you're not doing it right. <laughs> I, I think that reminds me of a lot of my Christian experience. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and I think it's true for too many people. Yeah, and, and that's why there are a lot of people frustrated with what, unfortunately, it often reflects upon a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. They, they kind of wad it all up into one big ball of wax uh, when it comes to religion in general and, and Christianity especially. But, uh, you know, it's such a shame because now, you know, our work is cut out for us. First of all, for us to, to have a change of mind and to gain a greater understanding of the gospel and then to be able to communicate that to others so that they can begin to experience this unconditional love that Jesus gives yeah, and it it can be frustrating when when you know if you if you feel like you've at least grown at least a little bit in the grace and the knowledge of of Jesus and and you just so long to for other people to be freed up and all this. But you know if if we look if I look back on my life, it's it's been a long time and I'm still growing in this thing. It's still taking me time to get some of this stuff through my thick skull so that I can understand and, and quit relying on my flesh, quit relying on me trying to keep myself right with God, and just trust in the, just solely in the finished work of Jesus Christ. I mean, if, if I can sit here and talk with you, Mike, about this, and, and feel like I know at least a little bit, and still struggle with it, then uh, you know that somebody who has been in this mindset of of kind of modern day American type Christianity where it's all about you focusing on what you do and what you don't do you can dance you can't dance or you know when it's when it's totally focused on behavior modification rather than on on a person Jesus Christ then it you know it does help you to at least helps me to have a little bit of grace uh, for other people uh, and not expecting people to just kind of just get this. Well, and you mentioned, Joel, about how we were referring to the Pharisees and how they were sort of doing it all right when it came to the rules of the law. Well, and you mentioned that they really weren't doing it right. But have you ever had a teacher grade you, like on a scale, where um, you know, instead of grading you based on the percentage of correct answers, they, they uh, graded you uh, against how everybody else in the class did? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I think we, and the Pharisees probably especially did this, but I think we can get caught up with it too, is sometimes we uh, base how well we're doing uh, by looking around at others and, and seeing how bad they're doing. Right. <laughs> and that's kind of what the Pharisees were doing, you know. I mean, they, they had convinced themselves, because you know, that they, they did all this ceremonial stuff that applied to the law somehow, and 
and that they lived in such a way that put them above everybody else. Uh, and other religious people like the Pharisees were like that. And and so that's why when, when John comes along and says, hey, uh, repent, repent, have a change of mind, uh, begin to think differently. And maybe sometime, Joel, we could spend a few minutes talking about uh, the Beatitudes, as they're often called, the Sermon on the Mount, because that's been a, a, a foundational doctrine of Christianity, and, and I think it's all often uh, very much misunderstood that really what Jesus was teaching in, in that segment of the Scripture was the law, not something mm-hmm. new that he was communicating as far as new instructions for believers. He was really communicating, some, uh, he was really teaching the law, and, and I think that's something that's important for us to understand. Yeah, and I think with just about a minute left here, I mean, it's. I think that is a good thing for us to uh, maybe just leave on, just to note that, you know, if you're going to read Matthew 5, 6, and 7, I think that's where that's at, the, the Beatitudes and the Sermon on the Mount. Is that right? Yes. And uh, if you're going to think, if you're going to look at that and say, this is instruction for Christian living, then I think uh, that you're missing the point. Cause, because uh, so much of what Jesus taught... Now, Jesus did minister under the Old Covenant, and he had to fulfill that. And so much of what Jesus said was Old Covenant teaching. But the the purpose of that was to lead people out of that mindset and to to, to help people to understand their need for a Savior, their need for grace, rather than trying to fulfill all the commandments and everything all by themselves. You've been listening to Growing in Grace with Mike Kepler and Joel Baruzaki, a weekly program featuring informal conversation to help with growth in understanding the gospel and to live in the freedom that comes through Jesus Christ.